on November 13, 2007, National Polygamy Advocate Mark Hinkle was on Court TV Morning with Vinny Politan with Michael Bryant filling in on Court TV Radio. Thank you for having me. 
Hey, let me ask you this. A national polygamy advocate, is that, is that a singular title, or do you have a group of, of folks that fit that bill? Uh, well, it, on a, in terms of the national movement, that has uh, pretty much fallen upon my shoulders. And how does that happen, exactly? Well, it's... Uh, issue. You're talking about Tom Green in Salt Lake. Exactly. Now released. Okay. Right. The, uh, the long before that began, and this uh, basically this decade in terms of uh, publicity, as it were, uh, the a movement had begun in the early '90s that had nothing to do with Mormonism whatsoever, and of consenting adults and Christian polygamy, and because we come from uh, basically general conservative evangelical Christian churches that we were able to answer the anti-polygamy arguments that no other constituency could. We couldn't be dismissed as Muslim, as Mormon, as liberal, as lascivious, or anti, uh, anti-woman or misogynistic. Okay, now you say we, so it's that suggests there is this, this organization. Right. right? Uh, I mean, did they elect you? I mean, do, you have, do you have a meeting? I'm just trying to get a handle on how I can put this into a normal perspective in terms of uh, you know, advocacy groups. Well, a movement begins when the rhetoric... Uh, duplicatable rhetoric is usable duplicatable rhetoric is uh, established and then passed on sort of like a, a multi-level marketing plan if you will that the arguments that are used and by basically in the early 90s I had uh, as an evangelical Christian I had laid down the arguments that uh, anti-polygamy cannot be found in the Bible anywhere it's an invention of the Catholic institution years later when Christianity went from being the persecuted faith of Jesus Christ and disciples to becoming the political powerhouse of the Catholic institution. That's when the doctrine changed. And by laying down those arguments, other evangelical Christians, now that we have the internet, would also search and say, you know, when you read the Bible, you see so much proof that anti-polygamy is not there that you used to want to say, well, hey, where is, does anybody else see this? The internet made it possible, and that's why from Baptists to Pentecostals, Christians that really study their Bible ask that question they, because they see it too, and then they find our organization, and that's how we've been able to grow. Because we answer the arguments that nobody else can, meaning that if it's a Mormon answering it, they're dismissed as Mormons. If a Muslim answers it, it's, they're dismissed as Muslims. But because we are mostly a Judeo-Christian country or, or secular, we can answer that argument that both the biblical and the limited government conservative position, because we're able to do so with credibility, we were able to uh, basically grow as a uh, grow as a movement based on uh, more and more people duplicating the arguments. Yeah, let me clear up for folks who, who may just be tuning in and wondering, you know, is this guy uh, uh, a Warren Jeffs advocate? You have nothing to do with Warren Jeffs, the FLDS, any of the uh, the fundamentalist beliefs, uh, other than the fact that they do practice polygamy, and you uh, are talking about non secular polygamy. around the country. Okay, this is 
Mark Hinkle we're talking to. He's the founder of TruthBearer.org. You are on Court TV Morning, Sirius Satellite 110. Uh, Michael Bryant here for Vinnie Politan. Uh, you know, I've got some of these letters that, that I've uh, mentioned that Judge Shoemate has received and, you know, whether or not he takes them into account before sentencing Warren Jeffs next week. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, they're interesting to read. Some, some of them are outrageous. I'd like to get your, your uh, insight. I know... You're not connected with the sect out there, obviously. You know, we've talked about that. But in some way, these people refer to the evil going on out there uh, as part of the whole polygamy problem. I mean, to them, I think, polygamy has an evil side. And, and they maybe are lumping it all together because the Warren Jeffs case has, has allowed them to do that. But before I get to some of these letters, let me ask you, Mark. Do you think that you're getting uh, kind of some slop over bad press uh, because polygamy is an aspect of the FLDS? Uh, yes, we do believe that uh, the manufactured news outlets uh, that aren't really, they're not really reporting the news, but are actually uh, manufacturing the news because every time you hear Warren Jess referred to as polygamous leader, uh, especially in this particular trial, polygamy wasn't even involved. It was, in, it was in incest. Uh, underage and arranged marriage, but he wasn't called an incest leader, he wasn't called an arranged marriage leader, he wasn't called an underage marriage leader, he was called a polygamous leader. And the fact is he's just a local little guy uh, down in Utah. He has more in common with Mormons and, and uh, the, the LDS le only leader, uh, or even Mitt Romney, anybody who believes in Mormonism, he has more in common with them than normal pro-polygamists around the country. And yet the media did not uh, establish that. We or report that as often as they should have. We've made a, we've issued national press releases that the National Polygamy Rights Movement has, for consenting adults, has always opposed that little guy in that little tiny area of Utah does not represent the larger world. And Court TV, you know, to, to be honest, you know, full disclosure, we called him, you know, the polygamist leader on trial, mainly because it fit better than saying the guy who had uh, incestuous ideas about family members. By itself, if that would have been fine, just like if you had some little sect you called Jonestown and you called uh, Jim Jones a Christian leader, although he really wasn't. He was one little tiny sect. The same thing with, uh, with Warren Jeff. The, frequently you hear the caveat about how the mainstream LDS has rejected polygamy and all that business. You'll hear that like it's a, like it's a, uh, a warning, like on tobacco on cigarettes or something. You know, The warning, warning, Mormons do not believe in polygamy, over and over and over. That same type of caveat should have been established every single time Warren Jeffs was called that. It should have also said that the National Polygamy Movement has always opposed Warren Jeffs. That sentence should have been said every single time he was called it, and then it would have been fine. So now we have a conviction against Warren Jeffs, and uh, if you are, again, the, the recipient of bad press just because the word polygamy is attached to him, uh, how has the conviction rippled through your organization? Well, we are... We're, I mean, frankly, we're glad that you know he was convicted because it was not. We were never in favor of what he was involved in and what he was doing. Uh, the it certainly has put families more needing to be uh, private, as it were. You know, we're we're constantly be getting uh, what we call circus act requests that the media wants to uh, put families on display like a circus act and have a have a documentary of this or a documentary of that. But we simply don't trust anyone. Let us talk about the politics of what we believe. You know, that's what I'm out here doing. Let us talk about what we believe rather than putting families on display and putting their lives in danger. And, and so certainly a case like Jeff's where the media continues to manufacture the news by suggesting he represents polygamy when he absolutely does not. He represents polygamy no more than finding a woman who is beaten by 
a monogamous husband and, and saying that somehow uh, she needs to escape monogamy and that, uh, that he's, a leader, he's a monogamous leader. It's ridiculous. And so that's why our families are, have definitely been uh, uh, forced to lie low. Now here's what the judge is dealing with when he comes to the sentencing next week. He's getting you know public outcry in the form of letters because there won't be any victim impact statements at the time. Some of them are very straightforward, like we encourage you to definitely strengthen your sentence uh, against Warren Jeffs. Uh, we are very uh, concerned that you will pass a light sentence on him. His personal history and decision confirms that the breaking of laws uh, and child protective measures, uh, this is handwriting worse than mine, um, against young people is um, detrimental to our society as a whole. Okay, so I mean, there, there are a number of letters like that, and, and I'm just throwing these out there, Mark, because it's a good time to talk about them before sure. we uh, run out of time sure. this morning. Um, so people are concerned, and, and sometimes they don't mention polygamy per se, but they do mention the children. What do you, what's your take on the impact of polygamy on the, on the kids and the family? Well, there is no such thing as the dark side of polygamy. There's the dark side of abuse and the dark side of cult control and authoritarian leadership where people surrender their minds to the leadership such as they do at the FLDS. These aren't issues of polygamy. Consenting adult polygamy with a thriving situation of adults, normal, healthy adults that are coming together this way, are, are dedicated to family and dedicated to their children. And certainly it's better to have, uh, say one wife wants to work and another one wants to be a stay-at-home mom, better to have the children being raised by a mom who loves those children rather than shipping them off to low-paid strangers at daycare. I want to go to uh, Frank in Utah. Frank, are you with us? Morning. You're on the air with Mark Henkel, and we're talking about Warren Jeffs. What's up? Boy, I'm, uh, I'm straight LDS, and uh, I have one wife and several mannequins. <laughs> okay, you got the humor. Yeah, okay. And, that, and that's another thing that's unique about me is that I am a Mormon with a sense of humor. I've known a few Mormons with, uh, with a funny bone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, dis I disagree with the man. I think that they're, uh, he's making this, a similar argument that I'm 55 uh, that my generation made for communes. Um I'm a convert to the LDS religion, and, and I never had anything to do with polygamy. Um, then how can you disagree with me? Anything else? It's, it's not. It's not in my. Uh, it's not in my background. But I was around several communes um, in the '60s, early '70s, and they weren't real healthy environments. Now I, I do have a group of friends that are polygamous. Um, they're not fundamental, they're not the Warren Jeff sect, they're another sect, um, uh, the All Red group oh, yeah. out of Salt Lake City. Mm -hmm. um, a good man, and, and his, I knew him uh, before he married his second wife. His daughter and my daughter were actually in 4-H together doing horses, and one day she said, Dad came home and we have now have another mom, and it, we were faced with the situation of gosh, what do we do? How, how judgmental are we going to be? We, we really enjoyed these people beforehand, and we had to, uh, my wife and I and, and the family, had to take a serious look at our beliefs, not uh, our religious beliefs, but, you know, how do we prejudge people? We don't even know this situation. We just have to 
Um, he accepts this, and we have to accept them for who they are, and we have, and we enjoy our relationship um, with them. And what we do is there are topics that are off limits, and we've actually had that discussion with the family. Said, you know what? Um, this is me to the to the patriarch of that family. I don't know how you get a second wife. I don't know how you get approval to date. And to be quite frank with you, I don't want to know. I don't want that in my thinking. Well, that's your choice. I love, I love my wife. I care for my wife. And I don't want to know how to um, get around that covenant. Does, okay. does that make any sense? Yeah, Frank, let me get, let me let uh, Mark respond. Thank you for the call. We're running a little tight on sure. time. I appreciate Bye. it. Mark, what do you think? Well, certainly his choice to not be polygamous, he's certainly free to do so. I wasn't sure whether he had started off anti, then going to pro. I was trying to yeah, get a take on it. Yeah, but it started off on a uh, disagreeing. And uh, Polygamy is not about communes. Uh, in fact, actually, that we're most conservatives, uh, we're actually anti-communist. The idea of, of uh, polygamy being represented by compounds and, and communes is another media manufacture job. There may be some little group like the, the FLDS or, or others that... that turn themselves into a commune or a group, that's one example. But you wouldn't define, all, say, all Christianity as communes because of, uh, say, a, uh, a Jim Jones in Guyana, you know, the, the, and, and all that suicide cult. The bottom line is, is that individuals across the country are living in the cities and suburbs as polygamous families and have nothing to do with communes or any of the other uh, manufactured concepts from the media. Mark, thank you again for helping us trying to kind of understand this, put it in perspective from your side of the polygamy, polygamy issue and, of course, what's going on with Warren Jeffs. I always appreciate chatting with you. Thank you. Mark Henkel, founder of TruthBearer.org, a national polygamy advocate. Uh, we're going to come back here in the next hour and talk with Judge Christina Perez, and we will get into more of the Warren Jeffs stuff. Remember, the sentencing is a week from today, so it will be a, a topic for the next week. This is Sirius Satellite, Court TV Morning. I'm Michael Bryant, and we'll be right back. Mark Henkel is National Polygamy Advocate. Presented polygamy to the public since 1994. NationalPolygamyAdvocate.com